Broadcasting live from the Ipnu Rivulet on the plain of Amonkhet, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Tap Tap Concede. I'm Cameron. And I'm Ben. And we're here today to rap at you about magic cards. Are we actually going to do it as a rap? No, or like, no, yeah. I, I, I was just thinking the old, you know, like, <laughs> oh, hey, like, hey kids, we're, we're we... here to rap with you about drugs. Do we need to turn these chairs around backwards? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, <laughs> like, like turn our hats they're, back sideways. They're not really conducive to it because they've got like the, the raised parts so we're kind of just going to like yeah. <laughs> basically do a cross We're going to give you the straight talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this podcast is brought to you by the fine people over at Card Kingdom. They graciously do this. <laughs> yeah, on purpose for us. They're, they're, they're tremendous folks. Uh, CardKingdom.com is a online store and brick and mortar store in Seattle. Um, they, we, I at least order most of my singles from them. Uh, their shipping is unreal. Mm -hmm. And if you go to our affiliate page, which is CardKingdom.com slash LRR, they will know that we sent you and that is good for us. Yeah, it, also, shows, it shows that they made the right choice in picking us. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you put in your um, requ request field, if you do place an order with them, uh, loading ready run sent me button, please, you will get one of our buttons. Do you know what the button is this month? I have no idea. I think it's the, are we just dead here? I thought that was last month's. Anyways, you get, a, get, you get the mystery button. Yeah. It, Who knows? It, it could be anything. That could even be a button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, this podcast is brought to you by you, our kind viewers over at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Your direct support of us uh, makes all of our content possible, and thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, Ben and I are going to talk to you today about two of the standard brews that we have each been working on. Mm -hmm. um, but first off, we're going to roll a die and uh, crack a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, do you want to do the honors? Sure, let's do it. Bow. It's uh, 18. 18. Ooh, okay. Get to go deep in there. Five. 10. 14. Oh man, I'm excited. Fate Reforged. Okay. Okay. Sure, this yeah. could be fun. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this is has really, Ugin in it, right? Yeah, this is a really balmy format. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and this pack was given to us by Colin Scott and the Boxes E Crew Bears. Mm -hmm. Boxes and Bears Crew. Excuse me, Boxes and Bears crew. Well, thank you very much. So, much appreciated. I had All right. the worst uh, pulls from this format. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, at GP Vancouver, the year this format came out, mm -hmm. I put together a mono, essentially mono blue deck mm -hmm. in draft that uh, splashed black for Silumgar. Yeah, yeah. And I lost in round one because I couldn't hit my third land. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it was, but it was unreal. It was so sweet. Yeah, I mean, I think I have in my, like, I think I finally just, like, threw them out, but specifically from uh, Fate Reforged, I had, like, nine Teamer War Shamans. They're, they're that, uh, it's like a, it's like a five or a six drop. Yeah. That, it's that card that, like, Let's you manifest a whole bunch of stuff. I cannot oh, remember right, yeah. for the life of me uh, what it was. Maybe we can bring it up. Weird, but, but. yeah, Teamer War Shaman. Um, maybe it was good in draft. I didn't get to do a ton of limited in that format. Mm -hmm. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's four green green for a four five, and whenever Teamer War Shaman enters the battlefield, you get to manifest the top card of your library. Right. And whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, if it's a creature, you may have it fight. So it's like, I mean, I guess this might have been really good in 
it could have been decent in limited. I didn't get to, like I said. I yeah, unfortunately, like, Teamer just did not have the support necessary. It had a lot of, like, really, really good cards, mm -hmm. but just not enough of them to compete with um, Abzan. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. like. Abzan felt was, like, was the dominant thing at the Rhino time. Rhino kind of shut down a lot of Teamer strategies. Like, mm -hmm. when you go all in on Knuckleblade and your opponent's like, four or five? It's like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I guess I'll, uh, <sighs> yeah, so I had like six or seven of these things sitting in my just because from like pulls of boosters and stuff like that, and they're just like I can never get rid of them. But uh, hey, there he is. Yeah. All right. So first up, we have Avon Skirmisher. Sweet. Uh, Suntail Hawk, Bird Warrior. It had relevant types. It just was never good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you were going like blue white evasion, which was sort of a thing yeah. here, you could. I mean, it fit the bill, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Mm -hmm. It just never quite stirred me. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 not exciting by any um, means. By contrast, oh. Lotus Path Jin was one of like my preferred cards in the set. I really love this card. Flying Prowess two three, Jin Monk for four mana. Um, this is what I want my commons to do. This guy would chisel in for a lot of damage over the course of a game. Yeah. And was quite capable of shutting down, like, opposing strategies. For the exact same mana cost, but for a different effect, we've got in Amonkhet right now the um, the Avon Reed Stalker. Yes, right? yeah, Flash Flying for yeah. a 2-3. What would you prefer? I, like, I mean, I really, really like Prowess. Yeah, Prowess is... What made Jeskai good was that Everything basically had prowess, and yeah. prowess is fine when it's on one thing. But when you've got three or four things triggering prowess simultaneously, that's when it starts to get actually decent. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting because like I feel like when you're playing blue, mm -hmm. you're going to be casting a lot of non-creature spells, right? Yeah. So it's like the prowess feels like it's stronger. That being well, said, you never want to deceptively. I would actually say that these are go into quite different decks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lotus Path Jin is a tempo card, mm -hmm. right? You want to be like. Bouncing your opponent's creatures, tapping them down, chiseling in for three or four, um, and just eking out incremental advantage. Whereas Reed Stalker, I think, goes into a control deck that mm -hmm. wants to be using all of its mana every turn, uh, but only on its end step. Right. Right. So, like, you want to have, like, you want to have cancel mm -hmm. in in a Reed Stalker deck, and you want to have hieroglyphic illumination. Yeah, like Not that those aren't cards that you. Want don't want in the tempo deck, but Reed Stalker means that if there's nothing to cancel, and you don't have, or you don't need to draw cards, you can play a threat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like essentially, you just never want to play cards on your turn. And yeah, kind of yeah. Like yeah. the the Drago decks are one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, next up, oh. we have Sultai Emissary. This guy goes into my Highlander deck. I love this card. Yeah, I mean, me both, too. both you and I are like big fans of aristocrat strategies and stuff. So. Yeah. So uh, for those of you listening, Sultai Emissary is a one in black zombie warrior. It is a one one. That sounds quite bad. However, it has a line of text that says, "When Sultai Emissary dies, manifest the top card of your library." And if you didn't play around in Fate Reforged, manifest was a um, one of the signature abilities of, of the plane Tarkir, which was. Put that card onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature. Turn it face up at any time for its mana cost if it's a creature card. Mm -hmm. So you could just like put the top card of your library into into play as a 2-2. And if it was a land, if it was a, uh, a non-creature spell, what, whatever. But if it was a creature spell, you got to flip it up and yeah, it, it felt good. Yeah. Right? Especially if you could combine this with Scry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, like... 
It's 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 a tough call because I mean obviously we've got Doom to center right now, mm -hmm. which just, just puts out zombies. Zombies are a little bit more. Um, well, they relevant. have more synergies. Yeah, yeah, in this format, Manifest has cool. There were there were some tricky kind of cards yeah. you could do. Um, you know, things that are like your face down creatures. Yeah. You get, uh, Plus one, plus one, or whatever. Like, I, this was when I played my Mardu Aristocrats deck in Standard, and manifesting a Butcher of the Horde oh, felt good. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Felt good. <laughs> yeah, or felt even good. just, again, like, having having two things to sack out is pretty good. Like, if you manifest a land by accident or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. yeah. Butcher of the Horde, so real. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Harsh Sustenance, one mm. white black for an instant. Harsh Sustenance deals X damage to target creature or player, and you gain X life where X is the number of creatures you control. Uh, I never made this work. Yeah. Was this ever any good? I mean, again, like I didn't, I didn't get to play much of the limited format for this, mm. but um, I mean, if. I don't know if there was a lot of going wide strategies. Yeah, like, like this is clear. Like it's clearly like an Abzan card, mm -hmm. um, where you're just kind of sitting back in your in the dream world. You're having what like a couple of um, like warrior tokens and like there there were uh, things that like made warrior tokens. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could put this in your uh, your Mardu beats kind of Mardu token mm -hmm. str strategy too. Um, but yeah, I don't remember this ever really getting bigger than like three or four. Yeah, like which isn't worse. What the is, worst? What was the uh, one black, like uh, outlast creature, like? Um, oh, oh, d uh, honored. Uh, yeah, the the tree kin spirit. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, so there was a lot of like little dudes that I guess you could kind of like while you're sitting out there, and then oh hey, mm -hmm. I'll get some extra life off of you and. So, yeah, but yeah, no, this, this is not. This I don't think this is where a going wide strategy wants to mm -hmm. be. Um, Abzan Sky Captain, sweet three and a white for a two-two flyer. Uh, when Abzan Sky Captain dies, bolster two. Bolster was an ability, the Abzan ability in this, uh, or the Dramoka ability, mm -hmm. I guess, where uh, you it puts a number of counters on the creature you control with the lowest toughness. Um, so this would put two counters on whatever you have with the lowest toughness. Uh, it, it's actually kind of a rad ability that works real well with, um, in eternal formats, with on Anaphens, a Treekin Spirit, mm, yeah. uh, comboing with Kitchen Finks and um, uh, uh, Red Cap. Yeah, yeah, really the the persist creatures and mm -hmm. and whatnot. Uh, it's pretty pretty nuts. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Probably the best common in the set. Oh, yeah. Goblin Heel Cutter. This mm -hmm. was real bad news when this guy came down. This was real bad news. Three and a red for a Goblin Berserker. He is a 3-2. Whenever Goblin Heel Cutter attacks, target creature can't block this turn. Yeah. And it also has Dash, which I, was the Mardu ability. I loved Dash. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was neat. It was really, really fun. I mean, I think one of the most interesting uh, cards that had it to me was the... Um, the goblin the that was like surfing on the dune. I cannot remember its actual name. The, oh. um, but it was like a three one. Yeah, I can see the guy. Right, now. And yeah. In a cast for a red red, mm -hmm. or you could dash it in for red and one. Yeah. So it, it was kind of those one of those things where it's like, okay, do I need to get that damage in really quickly? Do I, mm -hmm. do I need to like lightning strike something, or do I? Hard cast this and not get to do anything for the yeah. turn. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this let you dodge sorcery speed removal. Yeah. Um, sorry, dash 
for two and a red. Uh, you can cast a spell for its dash cost. If you do, it gains haste and it's returned from the battlefield to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Mm -hmm. So it just like, it's a peekaboo creature. Yeah, yeah, and with this one, it's great because if you just want to continuously reoccur the uh, mm -hmm. the effect without having it out on the battlefield and stuff like that, the yeah. you know making something not being able to block, it's uh, it's pretty great for that. Yeah. Um, ambush Crotic. I mm. remember this guy kind of. Mm -hmm. It's your standard five and a uh, five five for for six green giant insect. It has trample. When Ambush Crotic enters the battlefield, return another creature you control to its owner's hand. It can be pretty blowouty when you resolve this yeah. kind of card, as cards that are six mana, five fives tend to be. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, the, the flicker effect was kind of interesting. I, I forget what he used it for. There must have been a synergy with this card that I'm completely forgetting. Um. Oh, it's you control. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're putting this into, into Teamer, um, there are a couple of cool, yeah, ETB effects. effects. Yeah, hmm. but I mean, this could this could go into any this. I mean, you could put this into your Abzan deck if you wanted to. Yep. Get some re replay some bolster effects and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So. Um. All right. Next up, two in a red. We got Gors Gorswine. It's mm -hmm. a four-one. He does exactly what you think he does. Trade I like this down. Card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ran. I, I like. I mean, I ran him in in pre-release, and sometimes uh, you could you could at least punch in for four. Mm. So yeah, yeah. If you if you're able to keep the board clear, this guy's going to do a lot of work for you. Yeah, I mean, as as somebody who who kind of plays like a little bit of burn in modern, um, this deck really reminds me, or like cards like this look to me like a, like a Flames of the Blood Hand kind of a thing where you're mm. like. Dealing four damage to somebody for three mana, <laughs> you hope. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, strictly way, way worse and way different. Just <laughs> I kind of that's how I always look at these kind of cards. It's just like if I get in for four for three mana, cool. It's like I played a burn spell on somebody. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Frontier Mastodon, love it. Two and a, two and a green for a three two elephant with Ferocious, which was the teamer ability. Uh, for Frontier Mastodon enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it if you control a creature with power four or greater. So it's a four three. Yep. If you if you have your gore swine out, yeah, or the uh, the blue elemental. Yeah, so I guess that would be one of the big reasons for the gore swine and stuff like that. It's a great mm -hmm. ferocious trigger. Yep. Uh, Alesha's Vanguard three and a black for a three three orc, orc warrior with dash two. This is or dash two black. Yep. This is just your standard aggro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, this isn't first pick, but if you're yeah. in Mardu, this will come around to you and you might as well pick it. Yeah. Not even, not even aggro at four. This is, yeah. 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 Uh, Fruit of the First Tree is our first uncommon. Mm. Three and a green. Enchantment Aura. Um, the artwork might be a bit difficult for the scanner to parse. <laughs> uh, it enchants a creature. When enchanted creature dies, you gain X life and draw X cards where X is its toughness. Nope. Yeah, no. you put this on your big booty turtle. Yeah. Which, mm. yeah. No. Mm. Mm -mm. No. 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 <laughs> uh, Valorous Stance. Yeah. One in a white instant. Choose one. Target creature gains indestructible until end of turn, or destroy target creature with toughness four greater. I remember losing to this card. Yep, this was one of my. This is, this is actually on the, on a higher list of uh, favorite instants for me, and it's not oh. even. And I'm not even really a white player, um, 
but yeah, no, I think it's it's such a versatile card where you can either just say no to somebody in you get to say no to somebody in two different ways. Really. Yeah. So, plus yeah. In indestructible can be such a blowout when someone's like you've got like this big giant creature and they're like, cool, I'll you know penta block you with all these things, and then yeah. you're like, nope, nope, <laughs> way to wrath yourself, yeah. idiot. <laughs> so, uh, I, yeah, great. Yeah. Card. Uh, oh, Winds of Calcisma. Yeah! Oh, oh man, ben. I love this card so History's much. History's greatest monster. <laughs> Turbo Fog. Oh. I, uh, this, this was great. The two, the two uh -huh. mana uh, fog effects was exactly where you wanted to be. This was in my Sphinx's Revelate, or Sphinx's um, tutelage. tutelage deck at the time. <sighs> Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Boy, Ferocious. If you control a creature with power four or greater, instead prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by creatures your opponents control. I mean, it's a good fog. Yeah. If such things exist. <laughs> you know, for those fog decks that run the, all those like creatures. Like 14 fogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, exactly. The weird, ferocious trigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so all of, in your turbo fog deck, all your gorse wine are really paying out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? <sighs> I loved this card. Uh, a rare? Hmm. Archfiend of Depravity. All right. Three black black for a 5-4 demon. Flies at the beginning of each opponent's end step. That player chooses up to two creatures he or she controls, then sacrifices the rest. Hey, Ben, you know how easy it was to completely goozle yourself with this in Mitko? Yeah, very. Yeah. Click on the wrong thing. Ah, crap. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was, uh, it was like... The ability went on the stack, and then it asked you to choose two creatures, but didn't tell you what it was. What, what, if, if it was to, uh, <laughs> to, sacrifice to sacrifice or to save? Or to save. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the up to thing that yeah. that makes it a little janky. But, oh. but at the end of the day, too, if you're like, this is a good card, I would pretend, I would probably first pick this. It's a 5 4 yeah. flyer for 5. So. Yeah, I, that, that's, that's pretty good. It also has some other text on it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, <laughs> that's hard to argue with. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, Pretty pretty straightforward, apart from the Mitko nonsense that happened with this. Yes, yeah. Then our land in the pack is a Windscarred Crag. Mm -hmm. Because Fate Reforged didn't have basics, it had these duels. Um, lots of support for multicolor in yeah. this set. I mean, when they're really forcing the, the wedges and mm -hmm. whatnot, it's pretty crucial. So it was really cool of Wizards to do that. Yeah. I, and then our Manifest token. There we go. I don't know Goes if that will show up goes nicely with our uh, Sultai Emissary. Yeah. It's right. always nice when you have those cards that specifically require tokens, and the token is in there with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that feels like, good. There, uh, that, that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Is like I know I know it's all randomized, and like they don't have any control on that. But it's like especially when it's like the rare in the pack that is like, mm. you know, if you have a regal caracal as your as your uh, rare in the pack, and there's no cat, one like like yeah. one cat, like yeah, the, come on. the one of the lifeline cat, help us out yeah. here. <laughs> That's that's where it just like it just says like screw you and gives mm. you the token for like adorned pouncer or whatever. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, it's kind of like a cat. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like a cat, I guess. Monsters. All right, so there anyway. was our crack a pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once again, uh, big big thanks to uh, sorry um, to Colin, Scott, and the rest of the bears and uh, uh, boxes and bears crew. All right, so Ben. Yes. I understand new standard season is beginning. It is, and it is an ex it is actually the most excited I've been for standard in a while. Oh, do go on. Um, there, the most recent uh, tournament, the first big tournament that went on for uh, Hour of Devastation. I cannot remember where it was. Um, 
uh, I'm completely blanking on it. I'm sure I could look it up. Uh, of the top eight, there were seven decks. <laughs> Only Fresh. one of them was repeating. Fresh. So it was super, super exciting to see that. Um, mm. And I believe the repeating deck was obviously uh, Teamer Energy. But mm. even Teamer Energy has added a cool, a couple of cool spicy things. Okay. Uh, like things like... Um, uh, they're now running like appetite of appetite for destruction, appetite mm. of destruction. The one, the weird one with the monkey eating the artifact from Kaladesh. Oh, 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 yeah, really? Yeah, because artifacts are so heavy right now, especially yeah, things okay. like um, you know torrential gear hulk and whatnot. Yeah. Um, also deals with uh, enchantment matters. Uh, so you know, for right. those of folks who are running mill strategies and putting Frank sanity down, you get to get rid of those enchantments. Uh, and, right. Uh, and uh, gain two life yeah. off of it. Um, but the coolest one that is making a lot of uh, bounds for me that I'm seeing is uh, Champion of Wits. So this is the, um, it's a three mana drop. Yes, right here. It's, so it's two and a blue for a two one. Uh, when Champion of Wits enters the battlefield, uh, you may draw cards equal to its power if you do discard two cards. So it comes out like that, right. uh, but then you eternalize it later and you get to draw four, discard two. Right. And you have a 4-4. Four, four. And uh, yeah, like I believe one of the top the, the top teamer ducks was running a two of, of this. It's just a really sweet way to fill your hand back up. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's 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 super interesting. It's it's a brave new world, I, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm super I would not have it. seen that one coming, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that that is putting in work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, did you want to start talking about uh, your thing, well, or? I I think I'd rather let you start since you have a more complete idea. Sure. Of okay. your deck and have more experience with it. Sure. Okay. So. Um, uh, I streamed this build and whatnot. Uh, the other day on, on, on my stream channel where we kind of brewed a uh, mill strategy um, because I am all about the alternate win cons. That is like my favorite thing. So I was one of those people that saw Frank Sanity and got really, really hyped for it. Um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess we could just bring up the centerpiece of this deck, uh, Frank Sanity. Um, so it is uh, two and a blue mm -hmm. uh, for a uh, enchantment curse, enchant target player. Uh, at the beginning of each end step, Enchanted Player uh, puts the top X cards of his or her library into their graveyard, uh, where X is the number of cards put into the graveyard from anywhere this turn. Mm. So um, at, at first, you look at this card and you go, wow, this is this is obviously the mill card kind of a thing. Right. But this thing just hoses a lot of stuff just on its own. Mm. People playing, like you play a spell that goes into, like, a non-creature spell that goes to the graveyard after and you're cursed with this, you just mill one. Yeah, well, <laughs> this must really hose, um, well, like, control players. Yeah. Who are having, like, who are playing four spells a turn. Yeah, it's it's right? it's super, super cool. Um, cycling decks, um, mm. you know, uh, there is a lot of aggro strategies, you know, that are running things like um, Blood Rage Minotaur. Oh, uh, right, the, yeah. Like the four, three for two that makes you discard a card. Right. So now they're discarding something and then also milling something all, and this is the price for their, their Minotaur. Granted, you know, discarding one and milling one for a four, three on turn two is not Still, the worst yeah, in the world. Yeah, but, but uh, it, it is, it adds a cost to those things. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is a mill strategy. Um, and let's, let's dive right into it. I'm going to go nice and slow. So, uh. Uh, we can we can make sure that you guys see all the cards. So first up, we've got a playset of Anticipate. Mm. 
um, because it's all about digging, and this is also just a terrific card for, for digging for stuff. So it's a one in a blue for an instant. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. This finds what you need, because mm -hmm. uh, obviously you want to be digging for um, those Frank Sanities. Um, I guess the best thing, actually I should preface this before really diving in, um, consider this more of a control strategy that mills you. Hmm. That or that that mills your opponent. You're not you're not trying to mill them out as fast as you can. Uh, right. You kind of combo. Right. Out, this in a way. this isn't grindstone mill or mine crank mill. Yeah. This right. is this is like you're you're making sure you're you always have like the uh, the upper or hand. You know, like hater stone mill. Sorry. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're going up against a control deck, uh, you're on turn three and you've got that fraying sanity you want to play, but you notice that your opponent has maybe two mana up to like censor you. You don't need to play it. You mm -hmm. you sit back and you relax and you just play the control game and then force them out. So anyways, yes, anticipate, okay. digging for stuff. Um, it's really, really great. Uh, up next, we got a play set of Sensor, like I was just saying. Mm. Uh, sensor spelled C-E-N-S-O-R. Um, for one and a blue, counter target spell unless its opponent pays one and it's got cycling. So uh, this is great against those uh, aggro strategies early game, especially if you're on the play. Uh, this is a huge tempo play against somebody, and then later on in the game when you don't need it, you cycle it so you can dig for stuff. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the most used counter spells in the format right now. Mm. Um, it's just super versatile, um, especially for control decks that are running this. This gives you the upper hand in the early game. Um, so, uh, so yeah, just yeah. Not, not a lot to say about Sensor. It's Sensor. Um, up next, we've got a playset of Compelling Argument. It's our first mm. mill card. This is the one that I'm kind of the most eh about, but that like I could probably swap out for something a bit more like control spelly. But uh, it's a mill deck. I would be wrong to not be right. This. <laughs> so we've got uh, yeah, compelling arguments. One in a blue target player. Uh, buh, 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 target player puts the top five cards of his or her library into their graveyard. Cycles for one blue if mm. you don't need it. Um, I find myself cycling this early game mm -hmm. if I've got it in hand, um, and then late game. If you've got a Fraying Sanity out, you're milling somebody for 10 <laughs> instead yeah. of 5. Um, there are a lot of strategies out there that are going to be running uh, specific card hate through things like Lost Legacy. Um, so if they're getting rid of your big beat, which I will talk about later, um, you still need to you still need your win con, right? So right. this will slowly get you there. And especially in those games where they're spending their mana to try and hate out some of your stuff uh, you, and it gets into grindy, just milling them for 5 a turn... Uh, we'll get you there. Hmm. I have I have won a game where both all of my Startled Awake and all my Frank Sanity have been exiled through things like Compelling Argument. So it's it's resilient. That's she's resilient. That, that's that's a compelling argument, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, uh, we've got two copies of Essence Scatter. Uh, this used to be Dispel. Hmm. Um, however, I am really seeing that this format is a lot more creature focused. Right. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot more controlly than I was mm -hmm. normally uh, seeing. Um, so that's why I was running Dispel. However, um, I think I mean, you're just more afraid of running into the creatures. Well, really. even the control deck, you need you need to have an answer for for Gear Hulk. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this this gets this stops a lot of the scary things in the format. Gear Hulks. Um, Glory bringers, bris mm. actually probably the the, be the best one to use this against is bristling hydra because mm. once that thing's on the board, yeah, you're in deep trouble. I hate bristling hydra almost more than I hate <laughs> glory bringer. Bristling hydra is just like 
It's so easy. It's two and it's two green green for a four three. What yeah. matches you get three energy and you could put three you could spend three energy to give it one one and hex proof. Hey, do you have three removal spells in hand? Yeah, like you're gonna need it because team your energy just makes so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> this, so um, so yeah, Essence Scatter is really great to have in your opener, especially if you're against that teamer energy uh, strategy, because um, if they're putting Servant of the Conduit down on turn three, you better believe here comes uh, Bristling Hydra turn three. So mm. you're going to want to keep your mana open so you can Essence Scatter that bad boy. All right. Up next, we've got da -da -da -da, three copies of Winds of Rebuke. Mm. Um, so this one, this one is an interesting one. Um, I mean, on the surface, you look at it and you're like, cool, it's a bounce spell that mills, so it has synergy with the deck. Mm -hmm. uh, it's tough because, you know, sometimes you might mill a card you really, really need. Right. That being said, um, because we've got things in here like Anticipate and later on we'll talk about Supreme Will, you have a really good way of filtering your top deck. Mm. Um, so you know what's going on and you can really control what's going on uh, so, winsing something and milling someone and milling yourself can be not as big of a deal against you. Um, but the biggest thing about this one is it's non-land permanence. Um, mm. There's a lot of planeswalkers in this yeah. one right now. Um, things like Liliana or... Um, Gideon. Gideon. Is Gideon still around? Yep, Gideon's still around. Um, another, actually, the two big ones that uh, can be quite uh, annoying to deal with uh, is the new Liliana. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot remember which Liliana uh, of the Liliana Death Servant. Yeah, yeah, is, something is like that. Is that it? Yeah, um, the one with the amazing one. art. Yeah, it's so good. Um, or uh, Obnixilis. Mm, um, mm. Both of them really, really scary. I'm, I'm glad to see Obnixilis actually seeing some play because I always thought that that was a really good card. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's great. Yeah, Death's, Death's Majesty. Majesty. There Sorry. we go. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. This thing actually, Death's Ma This card is actually a very scary card against this deck because. Mm. You mill them out. You are essentially giving them the options of like the things that they can return from their graveyard. Yeah, you're drawing three. them cards, aren't aren't yeah. you? So it's uh, it's a difficult card. So this one deals with that. Um, another really big one, uh, Chandra. The the sh different Chandras and whatnot in the format. Those are really really annoying. Mm. Um, especially Chandra, the the mind sculptor. Yeah, like Chandra. The, the Kaladesh Chandra. Yeah, Torch of Defiance. Yeah. Man, Beej, you were kicking ass. Yeah. Damn, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's Chandra yeah. Torch of Defiance. Give it up for Beej on the board. On the board, here. yeah. His <laughs> first time being on the board, and he's Johnny on the spot yeah. with the cards. You thought it was Paul, but no, it was Beej all along. <laughs> but yeah, this one, uh, I mean, we've got ways of dealing uh, with, with Planeswalkers in here, but uh, this is just a really good way of bouncing stuff out of here. Um, mm. Also, uh, with the amount of token strategies... Mm. Uh, bounce spells are also kill spells. Yeah, so, yeah. So against that that Naga we saw earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is these four four eternalized creatures. Um, you just go nope, mm -hmm. and they don't even get it back. It's just dead, right? So, yeah. So bounce spells can be pretty real. Um, Seven uh, mana to 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 draw four cards is yeah. still fairly good, but I, yeah, it's not. No longer has this four four body. Yeah. Um, now we got the realest card of this format, in my opinion. Uh, we've got a three of of a braid. Yeah. Uh, uh, look for foil of braids. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is where the money is at, friends. Uh, this card is going to be. I think this card is going to go really far in a mm -hmm. lot of different formats. This probably yeah. probably might make its way into modern if it hasn't already. Speaking of gear hulks being a win con for certain decks, yeah, a braid. Like I think you're if you're running gear hulks and you see an a braid coming down, your best hope in mid goes that they click on the wrong mode. Yeah, like otherwise you're just 
No. This, this card is, is so good. It's one in a red for an instant. Choose one of the modes. Abrupt deals three damage to target creature or destroys target artifact. Uh, this deal, this is your early game kill spell, or... Um, gets rid of Tower, gets yep. rid of Gear Hulks, gets rid of Hearts of Kirin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Hearts of Kirin, Walking Ballista, Virtuous Gear, like all the Gear Hulks, really. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's such a good card for this format. Um, it's why I can see, like, specifically because of this, uh, things like Is It Control relying on... Um, Relying on gear hulks um, or even things like Mardu room rooms, um, mm. not going to make it, I don't think. And yeah, so that's all of our two ofs. It's a lot of two ofs or, uh, or two drops. Mm. It's, that's mostly where we're sitting. Um, up next, we talked about it earlier. Four copies of Fraying Sanity. Um, this is obviously your main thing. We already talked about this card. Gorgeous artwork. Yeah, so good. Um, best thing about this that a lot of people were asking me while we were building this. Yes, the effects are you can stack them in the way, right? So mm -hmm. you mill for five, and you've got two Frank Sanities out. The first Frank Sanity will mill for another five. Right. The, and second the second one, one will mill for ten. ten. Right. So you can stack these, and having multiple ones of them out are great. Holy um, poops. Yeah, so you can go really fast, and for those of you wondering, how fast can this deck win? I have one on turn five with this. So um, it can be pretty, pretty real. So okay, it, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> it's that's what the mill players want to hear. Um, now I used to have a place out of these, but I think I I moved down for specific reasons. I got two copies of Supreme Will. I was going to ask if you were running this yeah. because I like this card a lot. Yeah, it's super versatile. It's two and a blue. Choose one of the modes. Uh, counter target spell unless its opponent mm -hmm. pays three. Or uh, it's got that impulse effect, look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the rest in your bottom of your library. So this is another sifting card. I used to run four of these. Um, in the end, I just felt like anticipate was enough for that. Uh, okay, yeah. The, the sifting effect, and you've got things like sensor and essence scatter and a bunch of other stuff in the sideboard. Um, so if you're specifically running this for a counter spell, a three mana counter spell with a... Uh, with a, a way that they could still get around it was mm -hmm. not as powerful as I wanted it to be. Still a super strong card. If you feel better about this card, totally run four of. Mm. Um, I just felt like there were some better slots that I could give away. No, absolutely. Um, like the, the 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 charms, like the modal cards like this, are always the ones that you seem to sideboard out first. Yeah. Right? Because you can always go for something more specific that's either does the job better or does the job cheaper? Yeah, so like in, in the main board, this thing is great, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, because you can figure out what they're doing. Uh, and again, too, late game, you pick this up, maybe you just need that one last compelling argument and you need to sift in really quick. It's, mm. it's, it's great for that, so. Um, actually, I'll skip, I'll, I'll skip ahead to the one that maybe if you want to, you can, you can sideboard out, uh, or you can take out and run your four of a Supreme Well. I've got two copies of Fevered Visions. Well, this is this is your pet card. This is, like I four, love. Four sets now. Yes, I've loved Fevered Visions since this card was printed. Um, it's one blue and a red for an enchantment. At the beginning of each player's end step, that player draws a card. If that player is your opponent and it has four or more cards in hand, Fevered Vision deals two damage to him or her. Um, so this card is, it's, Shockingly real. It's yeah. an alternate win con uh, against these against a control matchup. Um, where yeah, if they're if they're keeping their hand full, this punishes them so much. Yep, um, and it also really helps you drawing into things like your win cons and whatnot. Um, this deck has a tendency to 
get your because I mean coming com coming onto the later games, this has a you do have a tendency to get rid of your hand fairly quickly when you're comboing mm. off getting rid of like your mill cards and all that kind of jazz. Uh, so filling up your hand really really cool and it's very easy to sideboard out. Um, but uh, this card does a shocking amount of work and also because people are drawing cards, your opponents are drawing cards. You are still getting stuff off of their deck, right? Yep. So. Um, yeah, super real. And sometimes too, if they're if they really are being stingy, you're making you're forcing them to discard at the mm. end of your step too. Mm. Which fuel? Uh, no, I guess that's on the cleanup step, so it doesn't fuel uh, Frank's sanity. But still, very very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, but that's the card. If you if you aren't feeling it like I am, you can maybe run four Supreme Will. Right. I, I do recommend it though. I've had a lot of really good success with this. Uh, we're running three copies of Sweltering Suns. Mm hmm. Uh, this is your early game, oh shit, moment. Yeah, well, you had mentioned that there are red aggro decks in the format now. It is, yeah, super real. People running things like... Um, like uh, Carrie Zev? Yeah, Carrie Zev, the new, that new Earthshaker Earth Kenra? I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, the, the one that comes with the falter effect. Yeah, um, the, uh, the vampire that gives other vampires uh, madness. Right. But it, I, I don't even think this deck runs more than that as a vampire. It's just it's a it's just two a one low, for one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the one drop, the one one vampire with haste, or uh, werewolf with haste. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Scavenger, or uh, scrap heap scavenger, like these low to the ground creatures. Um, so this board wipes them, and it's yeah. good. Um, difficult because... Uh, this is one of the most aggravating aggro strategy or aggro metas right now because, as a control player, you can get rid of everything, but all this eternalize and return yep. from the graveyard shit is just yeah. Like, Scrounger is a real hard card to deal with. I hate it's it's a tough card to deal with. Um, I don't want to throw the hate around <laughs> too much, but yeah, it's it, there's there's a lot of really hard cards to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. You know, an Earthshaker Kenra later comes back as a four four that also gives does a falter effect and with haste and stuff. So. Uh, but that being said, this will get you through the early games against those aggro strategies. Late game, if you don't need it, you can cycle it so you can dig for something you do need. Um, great mm. card. Definitely run three of this. Uh, the only thing in our four drop slot, the card that everybody's been waiting for, Startled Awake. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. I will be sad to it's, lose this card come rotation, but... It's so good. I love this card. Mm -hmm. I love its artwork. I love its effect. I never realized until really looking at it, but the whole—it's—it's it's actually a very sad card. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, the mother about her, her her dead, dead child. child. Yeah, it's—it's <laughs> it's super creepy. But uh, yeah, it's two and blue blue for a sorcery target opponent. Puts the top thirteen cards of his or her uh, library into the graveyard. So it's a thirteen mil. You have Frank Sanity on the board. That is a twenty-six card mill. Yep. Um, and uh, then With you can two two Frank Sanities. That's a one shot. Yep. So that's what I mean. So yeah, yeah. on turn, your, your, your quick way of winning, let's say, if like, because you want to play this game as a control strategy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but if you have four lands in hand, uh, a Frank Sanity and two Startled Awakes, or two Frank Sanities and a Startled Awake, keep it. You win on turn five if they don't stop you. Because yeah, on the turn three, you play Frank Sanity. Turn four, you Startled Awake them for 26. Turn five, you Startled Awake them for another 26. Right. You've now milled them for 52 and you win. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, have they drawn a card? Bad move, brother. Yeah, you shouldn't right? have done that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it has the added effect, even if somebody counters this uh, to Persistent Nightmare. So for uh, five or for three in a blue-blue, uh, you can put it transformed into Persistent Nightmare onto the battlefield only as a sorcery, which is, mm -hmm. is sad, but still very, very good. And it comes out as a 1-1 with Skulk, and when it deals damage, 
to uh, your opponent, you get to bring it back and startle awake them again. Yeah. Oh, it's good. The flavor of this card, the everything about this card is so good. Yeah. I love it. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I like this a lot. I forgot I forgot how Startled Awake worked. Yeah. But this is sweet. Yeah, and it's, it's really neat, too, because um, once your opponent figures out what you're doing and they've got something like Lost Legacy or something like that going right. on, uh, they're going to be like, okay, I need to get rid of that. And if you've got... Startle, if you've played Startle the Wake and it's in the graveyard and they get rid of all your other Startle the Wakes through Lost Legacy, you still get to use that one Startle the Wake for the rest of the game, provided that they, because you just recur mm -hmm. it, bring it back to your hand, and yep. you can still make it work with this with this one thing. It's a it's a very versatile sorcery. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's it's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird right? it's a it's a weird thing to say, but yeah, this this sorcery got legs. It doesn't go away. So yeah, oh, that great. that's that's extra awful from flavor perspective because she's. She's trying to make yeah. it stop, and you know, even even going to the Lost Legacy therapy center. It's yeah, still, yeah, still, still can't there. can't get it. It's she's been ringed by this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, love this card. Uh, and then finally, the last uh, spell in the deck, we've got two copies of Hour of Devastation. Ooh. Because it wouldn't be an Hour of Devastation standard without replaying this card. Yeah. Oh, you said the name of the thing that's uh, in the title. That you just win at that point. Yeah. You resolve it. And yeah. sometimes if you play this card, you might just win anyways. It's uh, three red red for a sorcery. All creatures uh, lose indestructible until end of turn. And Hour of Devastation deals five damage to each creature and each non-Bolus Planeswalker. Yep. So if they happen to have resolved a Planeswalker, this is a way to get rid of it if you don't have Winds of Rebuke and actually kill it. Mm -hmm. uh, this kills gods because the <laughs> the new... Um, right, removes indestructible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, actually, one of my favorite parts about this card, um, one of the big cards that a lot of aggro white strategies run is Selfless Spirit, which gives everything right, indestructible. indestructible. You play this, they go... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just weep endlessly. Yeah. They're like, oh, sacrifice selfless spirit and oh. Yeah. So uh so Dang yeah. It. Our devastation, such a good card. Yeah. Um it's it's super, super huge. Um like the like we were we were talking about that aggro red strategy, it runs Hazard and stuff, so dealing mm -hmm. with Hazard can be really, really difficult. This is a way to do it. Um and uh, yeah, and if you're running, like, this card actually is even one of the ones that you can keep if you're against the control strategy that's running no creatures, because yeah, again... Yeah, because it domes out their planeswalkers. Yeah, it's it's super huge, um, which actually, forgot to mention, thank you for saying don't, uh, Fevered Visions also deals with planeswalkers. Oh, because it deals damage, it's not life loss. Yeah, so... Hence uh, the red, okay, the red, yeah, 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 right? yeah. So, like, that, that, that's that's what I mean, right? Like, Fevered Vision seems so weird. Yeah, in this, but, but it just does so much. Yeah, but when it's keeping like Liliana or uh, Gideon out of the game, yeah, it's it's super super real. So so yeah, yeah that's the spells. Um, I love this list. We I, I tinkered around with it a mm -hmm. lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, we have a couple more little tiny spicy things in the lands, and then we'll also talk about the sideboard really really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so we're running four copies of Ip New Rivulet. Pretty obvious why. This is the uh, yeah. the mill land. <laughs> yeah, it's also non-intractable. I Lost Legacy can't hit this at all. Yeah. No. Right? So 
Uh, Ipni is spelled I-P-N-U. Yeah, you got it, man. Uh, so yeah, and uh, one of the deserts that doesn't come out tapped, so you can still use this. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, there are a number of times where sometimes you might just get stuck with this being as your blue land for a little while, doming yourself for one whenever you need it. Yeah, we played the pain lands for, yeah. for years. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, Ipni Rivulet uh, can either be colorless or ping yourself for one for a blue, or for one and a blue, you can uh, and tap it, you can sack a desert and target opponent mills the top four cards. Uh, this is a great way of uh, milling your opponent. A really good thing about this is it dodges counter spells. Mm-hmm. So if it's out and Frank Sanity's out, they're milling eight, no matter what they do, unless yep. they have some way to get rid of uh, your enchantment, right? So mm-hmm. um, super good, especially late game, really, really good. Um, I'm running, I should actually count this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven islands. There we go. We don't really need to talk about islands. Uh, and then I'm running one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five mountains. Okay. Yeah. Out of curiosity, basic land choice. Uh, I just, choice. I mean, on here, I just went with the the Amonkhet full art okay. kind of ones. Uh, that being said, if I've, I had a choice of lands, mm-hmm. this I is actually, like this is my pet question for people. It's like, what basics you run? Here? I went up against an opponent who was running the. Um, they were playing a. Like a Nazorius Eternalize deck, yeah. it was really really neat. Um, but they were running all the uh, Dragons of Tarkir lands and stuff. Oh, interesting! And they were very very cool. I like kind of never really paid attention to them. Right? Were they? Did they have like the Stormy Islands? Yeah. With, yeah. From yeah. from the Ojitai. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. like, but I mean, if you're running islands, one of my favorite islands is the Cup Islands from uh, Zendikar. <laughs> I, everyone loves the Cup Islands. They never they never resonated with me. Yeah. I always like the uh, Veronik Minyo. Uh, cliff face with the um, with the the uh, hedron like falling off of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think they're all really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my favorite ones from Amonkhet are the um, shoot. I wonder if I'm running and I can see the. Uh... Sorry, I've completely derailed. No, this no, no. It's I love talking about this kind of stuff. Like art's a really big deal. Um, they're the it's the, like the standard um, one from Amonkhet. It's like red. It's the islands. It's a it's a oh, like oh. a red cliff kind of a thing. I, oh, uh, uh, is it the one with the the like bright blue rivers running yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I cannot yeah. remember what it is. Be just nope. kind of cycling through them. Nope. No. It's the last one. It's always the last one. That one. Yep. I really really like this one. The it's so vibrant. Like yeah. the colors okay. and stuff. I'd recommend that. Um, okay, and uh, what I will say is uh, the only reason I'm not doing it in here is because I couldn't afford them because this is the most expensive card in the deck. Um, I'm running two copies of Wandering Fumeral. Mm. If you could get a playset, run that and take out like maybe an island and a mountain for it. Okay. Uh, Wandering Fumeral, uh, big deal card. Um, enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, it can tap for a red or a uh, blue. Um, and for four mana, you can turn it into a one-four man land uh, that mm. for zero mana, you can switch its toughness to make it beefier or more tough. Uh, this is a great alternate win con. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, we'll talk a little bit more. I, I feel yeah. like you're going to talk about like Fatal Push a little yeah, bit. I, I, yeah, like I'm, we, we talked about this a bit before the show. Yeah. I, like I, I've been worried about running man lands because of the existence of Fatal Push, which just kills them. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, this this card is... It's it's hard to get around. That being said, um, but yeah, you you had a really valid point. Yeah, it, when it, we'll talk about the sideboard, and that really comes into play here. Um, but 
as you can see from the actual board itself in the main board, we are running zero creatures besides these man lands. Mm -hmm. So there's a very good chance that they will sideboard out all their removal. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll talk about that more in a sec. Uh, we're running four copies of Spire Bluff Canal. Sure are. Yep. yep. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's what you do. It's your dual land. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, and you get this out early and it comes out untapped. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, does exactly what you want to. And then my spicy little tech here. Um, we're running one copy of Scavenger's Gra Scavenger Grounds. So um, this one is up for debate for a lot of people. People wonder if should you be running Scavenger Grounds or should you be running Crook of Condemnation? Um, and these are the like exile uh, things from the graveyard See, kind of card, right? I, I'm with you on Scavenger Grounds. Crook of Condemnation seems agonizingly slow. Yeah, the big thing about this one is it's A, uh, a land that you're playing for free, a la, you know, like Tormod's Crypt is kind of like the big one to think about on this. Mm -hmm. You can still tap it for mana, and then you can sack it to uh, exile all cards, which is so huge against like the decks we were talking about with uh, Scrap Heap Scavenger, mm -hmm. um, or any of these like recursion strategies. But a really, really cool one, yeah, and in Crook of Condemnation, it's a it's a two mana artifact. So first you play for two, mm -hmm. and then you do it for one. So in total, you're spending three mana. So this is actually yeah. a net gain, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, just it's a strict upgrade, in my opinion, for Scavenger Grounds. Um, but the other kind of cool uh, synergy this has is if you decide you really don't need to exile those cards, you can use your Ipnu Rivulet, a Rivulet to sacrifice two. the Scavenger Grounds and keep it up and kind of get yeah. two procs out of it. So. Um, yeah, super useful. Uh, this used to just sit in my sideboard, but I'm just like, meh, you know what, I'll put one of in here, mm -hmm. and then uh, we've got more in the sideboard just in case. So, yeah, so that is the main deck. Yeah. I, um, I like it. Yeah, it's, I like it. It's fun. It, it went. It used to start more on the just like, we're just going to mill them as fast as we can, and, now, and, and then it turned into more of a, no, we need to actually play a game of magic <laughs> and mm -hmm. then do our cool things. So, yeah. Like, so, yeah. sorry, Crook of Condemnation isn't slow. What I meant is that... It's occupying a spell slot. Yes. Right? Yeah. Whereas Scavenger Grounds at least taps for mana. Yeah, I right? agree. Like, yeah. Yeah, there, it was, it was probably one of, like, so I was, I was brewing a lot of this uh, on stream, and uh, it was probably the most debated one of all of it, was do we run Scavenger I, Grounds or do we run Crook? I, I can definitely see the debate. I have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm, right? I'm on, I'm on team Scavenger Grounds. Uh, all right, let's quickly go through the sideboard, and then uh, we can let Cam talk about his cool deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, we want to talk about things. Uh, so, all right, uh, starting off, we've got two copies of Ceremonious Rejection. Um, necessary, artifacts, colorless spells, deals with a lot of the things in the format right now. Um, it is just a cantrip for a blue, mm -hmm. instant, counter-target colorless spell. You are stopping uh, You are stopping the Gear Hulk, or no, not Gear Hulks, because those uh, are colored. But you're stopping Walking Ballista, Walk you're stopping... Uh, 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 Scavenger, yeah, uh, scra uh, scrap heap scavenger. It's a, it's a tongue twister. Yeah, well. yeah, we we should get Missy in here to yeah, yeah. deal with it. Um, and it also stops a couple of the scarier Eldrazi in the format. Things like uh, World Breaker and Ulamog still get played hmm. in team or ramp strategies. So. Yeah, I heard there's like a mono re mono red uh, Eldrazi list floating around. Is out there? there? Oh, okay. It runs like Thought Knots here and and. Uh, uh, the Trampley five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, there's because the 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 red desert is a dual land. Yeah, for that deck. there is definitely a resurgence in uh, Teamer Emerge Ooh. right now. Um, so Ooh, that list was always spicy. Yeah, so uh, you know, stopping 
I mean, it's really hard to completely get all the value out of it, but stopping your opponent's uh, Elder Deep Fiend from actually hitting the board mm. is quite nice. They'll still get the tap effect and whatnot on your stuff, but at least you don't have to deal with a Yeah, five, it turns six. it into like a 1.5 for one. Yeah, and then, you know, stopping Thought Not Seer, or the card that I was most surprised, I mean, you obviously run it, it was um, not Thought Not Seer, the smaller one, the um, the one that uh, when it dies, you get to... Oh, 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 uh... uh... Uh, Mattery Shaper. Mattery Shaper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mattery like, Shaper's getting played. Yeah. I mean, okay, it's, that's it's, pretty fresh. I like that a lot. value in yeah. Emerge, right? Like, I, th I think I had this idea for a scale for this show mm -hmm. where it was just a loop yeah. where one side is labeled dank and the other side is labeled fresh. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, <laughs> this is about a three o'clock between. <laughs> On the Danko Fresh meter. Yeah, yeah, because they actually like loop around and meet. But yeah, no, uh, Team Emerge, very, very cool. Um, mm -hmm. So you definitely want uh, some ceremonial Rejection in there. A lot of colorless spells in this format. Maybe you might, we might board that out once uh, Zendikar and stuff rotates. I don't know how much more of artifacts we'll see in this new mm -hmm. format. Well, we got um, until yeah. September. Yeah. Or October, I yeah, guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot. Part, part of this deck rotates, too, so keep yeah. that in mind. Uh, we're running two copies of Negate, because, you know, it's Negate, and you put that in your sideboard if you're blue. Yep. And then uh, you get judge people calling judges on you, saying yeah. you didn't sideboard out. Yeah, right? Like, don't put this in your main board, or someone will make a judge call on you and <laughs> slow down your game, and then you'll go to time. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Negate against the control strategy, obviously. Um, necessary. Board out, mm -hmm. board out your, maybe your Essence Scatters or something. Swap a Roo. Whatever mm. you need. Uh, now, you remember when we talked about us running no creatures? Yes. And uh, so they're like, oh, there's no creatures. We're going to get rid of our kill spells. We're running three copies of Thing and Ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like the biggest, like, what's up card <laughs> to bring in from your sideboard where they're just like, like, they're like, okay, all right, I just have to control them out. And then you play this on turn two, and they go, buh? <laughs> <laughs> after all of that, after all their thinking and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> Thing and Ice, uh, great. You're casting nothing but instants and sorceries and stuff like that. And, you know, if things get out of hand and whatnot, you're wiping their board. Yep. So I um, love this card. Yeah. I love, I love Thing and Ice. Yep. Um, it's a really cool thing, too, is uh, the way you can stack things. If, like, this is on its last uh, counter... Uh, sorry, I guess I should actually talk about it for the audio people. Uh, it's one in a blue for a 0-4 defender. Mm -hmm. uh, Thing and Ice comes into the battlefield with four ice counters on it. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, uh, remove a counter from Thing and Ice. Uh, if there are no counters on it, transform it. Mm -hmm. And it turns into a Woken Horror, which is a 7-8, and when it flips over, uh, you return all non-horror creatures to their opponent's hands. Uh, you can... Um, Still, like if this is on its last counter, you can still cast Hour of Devastation and actually wipe their board and then flip uh, it, flip and, it, it and it doesn't die. Nice. So, nice. Um, nice. So, yeah, I mean, you're I, kind of I, like. I always forget about the non horror clause on this. Yeah. I love how everyone's like, ah, run away. And then, like, the other horror so on the she, table is like, like, hey, Altros, what's up? Yeah, what's up? I thought them. you moved away. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, this is a little sneaky thing. Also, alternate win con for yourself. Uh, mm. Hitting them for seven is pretty real. Wish this thing had trample. Really sad that this thing can get blocked by like a 1-1 one -one warrior with vigilance. But what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got two copies of Disallow. Um, again, more, more dealing with the control strategies. More dealing with uh, these enter the battlefield effects. If you're against, like say, Team or Ramp, uh, they're casting... Um, Ulamog and stuff like that, you know, maybe you can let them resolve. I don't know. Like, I, maybe that's a bad example, but uh, there's a lot of activated abilities, mm -hmm. Planeswalker kind of things, stuff like that. This kind of is a be-all, end-all uh, 
cancel. Yeah, when, when you have to say no. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you have the option to say no. It, I mean, adjusted to your meta, maybe something better than disallow might be something like summary dismissal. If you're mm -hmm. running, if people are running a lot of like these crazy um, enter the battlefield kind of things. Summary dismissal just kind of wipes the whole slate clean. Yep. I have played this when someone has resolved a new lock, and hot damn, does it feel good. Oh, that's got to feel amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, scooting on the lawn, we're running two copies. I never thought I would say this, because I was so eh about this cycle. Two copies of Chandra's Defeat. Sometimes you got to do, yeah. right? Like, Hi, Glorybringer. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's basically what this card is. Like, yeah. Um, also deals with Chandra. Uh, there's a lot of, and again, a lot of the mono red uh, aggro kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd say that your biggest your biggest worry is the red card. So Chandra's defeat, uh, a very very big deal uh, for this. Um, like I said, specifically for Glorybringer. So um, so yeah. Where did it go? <laughs> your sneeze disappeared. I. You okay? It's inside me now. <laughs> This is where the sneeze lives. Yeah, like, like the feel when you just stifle a sneeze and there's just like all of a sudden a bulge on the side of your skull. <laughs> Name your tumor. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, so two copies of Chandra's Defeat. Uh, last, we got two two last spells. Uh, we're running three copies of Magma Spray. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is your Scrappy Scavenger hate. This is your anything with Eternalize hate, like Champion of Wits. Um, or the embalm hate. Um, yeah, this you it's your you need to exile things. There's a lot of things that can come back from the graveyard. This is a really scary thing to deal with. So yeah. Hmm? yeah. You look gorgeous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Magma Spray, one, it's it's a red for an instant deal target two damage to target creature. If it right. dies, you exile it. So. Okay. So uh, yeah, so Scrappy Scavenger, all these, all these two or less toughness creatures that you just don't want coming back from the graveyard, you're playing this. Hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, last we're just running one more uh, Scavenger Grounds in case we really need to deal with that uh, graveyard hate kind of thing. So um, okay. yeah, that's that... the that's the whole thing. So and you you went four and one in competitive. I went four and one with this in competitive uh, Mitko League. So give it a okay. shot. I really urge you um, to, again, sort of think of this as a control combo hmm. in a way. You know, like, um, there are games where, yeah, you're going to just kind of slowly drain away at them with, like, things like compelling argument and stuff like that. But uh, if you've got a hand that's, like, nothing but control spells and maybe, like, an anticipate or something like that in there, keep that and just kind of get to your your uh, your frank sanity and your startled awakes uh, because... It uh, you don't you don't need to win fast if you're controlling the game and you've got more than enough tools in the deck to uh, to control the the flow of the game. All right. Yeah. Bing. Nice. The Ben seal of approval. Huh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I, that's exciting. Creatureless decks have always been kind of one of my one of my pets. I love the uh, I love the concept of just like the alternate win con. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, um, you know, even like the your man land, your wandering femoral blocks a lot of the scary stuff that can might mm -hmm. be coming at you too. So, okay. So yeah. Dank. Did you want to talk about uh, your little brew? It's very much a little brew right now because mm -hmm. I have not completed it yet, but it is based around a card that I desperately wanted to play with and uh, because I like it a lot. Um, nimble obstructionist. Stifle, Stifle bird. bird. Stifle burb. Um, it's a two, two and a blue for a three one flyer with flash and cycling. Flash flying and cycling for two and a blue. But when you cycle it, 
you stifle something. You you counter a target activated or triggered ability you don't control. Mm-hmm. So this seems really good. Um, it's not Vendillion clique, but it, mm, it it fills not even a similar role. It's kind of like Vendillion clique, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that, it, 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 it's like Vendillion clique in the way that you're getting a 3-1 for 2. Or yeah, for 3, th- for three yeah. <laughs> that has flash and fly. Yeah. <laughs> but it uh, does a different thing. Yeah, and then uh, because, you know, I, I decided to build around Nimble Obstructionist, I put in <sighs> Drakehaven, 4 of Drakehaven, yeah. uh, which <sighs> you... You will be familiar with from yeah. uh, the last time we did a brewing podcast. Yeah, which is, this is like one of my favorite things we do. Yeah. It's where you and I just talk about brews and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, standard. Uh, so Drakehaven, two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one colorless, one generic. Uh, and if you do, make a 2-2 blue Drake creature token with flying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we go with this? Abandoned Sarcophagus this from card is Hour of dead. Devastation. I... It's so not Yogg's will. I want this card, I want this to work. Yeah, so I, badly. I desperately want this to work. And I think this is the wrong wrong <laughs> shell for it. Because okay, a Ben Sarcophagus, another three mana, do nothing thing. It's an artifact this time though, however. You may cast non-land cards with cycling from your graveyard. If a card with cycling would be put into your graveyard from anywhere and it wasn't exiled or wasn't cycled, exile it instead. So you don't Put this on the battlefield until you're you you you've basically like run out of cycling things in your graveyard and you need to need to start or run out of cycling things in your library and you need to start running them back. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the ability to play like, well, what what are the cycling cards I have? Hieroglyphic illumination for card advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, the right, we've got uh, card recognizing technology. Yeah. So Aww. most th- these are from Amonkhet and uh, Hour of Devastation. Um, sensor. Yep. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, totally good. Force spike is good. Countervailing wins. Okay. Yeah. Um, um specifically, is, I guess yeah, specifically because it's got the cycling and whatnot yeah. on it. It's yeah. so like being able to like <laughs> for the low low cost of five mana, you can cycle countervailing wins draw a card, and then if you've got Abandoned Sarcophagus, you can counter a spell with it. Yeah. No, it's it's super cool. And I mean, yeah. your graveyard is certainly going to be full in yeah, this deck. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, and the the <coughs> card that I'm not putting in this, even though I think it might be correct, is New Perspectives. Okay. Um, new Perspectives is six mana for an enchantment that draws you three cards. If you have seven cards in your hand, you can pay for cycling costs for zero. Yeah, I mean, this card is, it, that card's dope, and it's used in a different combo strategy. Yeah, but I think it doesn't want to be in this deck, or this deck doesn't want it because it can't afford to have another card that isn't doing something. Yeah, and I don't know how often you're going to have seven, seven cards. cards in hand. I mean, I guess, like, again, it draws you three, so you just have to be sitting around and four. Four, yeah. Well, you have to be sitting at five, right? Because you've played out new perspectives. Right, yes, yeah. So you have to be sitting then at, drawing three. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's stuff. I think that's the right call. I, th- I yeah. think so. Um, and then, like, the other cards that I'm looking at in this deck are, well, Burbgurgs. Tragic yeah, Lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burbgurgs. Poor, poor Kefnet. Poor fucking Kefnet. It's the saddest poor, one. Poor Kefnet's followers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of like, it can either be card advantage, where if you're returning a land to your hand, suddenly you've drawn three cards. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or or it's enabling your discard strategy to to Drake Haven. I never actually I I never thought about this, but this card is Kefnet though. Yeah, you know, because it, it draws cards, and you can choose to return a land, kind of thing, which is what yeah. his actual card. Yeah, oh, it's man. it's the final. Yeah. It's it's Kefnet's activated yeah, ability. And he gives basically. you that one little extra thing because yeah. he's yeah yeah because he's 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 got to go. That's interesting. Don't, yeah, don't I, look, little brother's gonna be back. Little be, brother's gonna be gone for a while. I'd be interested to see if this card even maybe goes into like the new perspectives combo. It it might like it, that just to get the cards back up. But yeah, um, then I've got I'm looking at three creatures right now mm -hmm. in my two slot okay. um and i'm trying to decide between them well actually no I've, I've got another creature in my two slot which should probably be fairly clear what it is it's baral chief of compliance yeah 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 uh baral for one in a blue is a one three legendary human wizard uh instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast it's a pretty good ability. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you, whenever a spell or ability you control counters a spell, you may draw a card if you do discard a card. So this guy activates your discard outlets. Yeah, like I considered putting Baral in in this deck as mm -hmm. well, um, but I just like the idea of uh, making them think that I have no creatures <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then boarding in for a weird win card. Yeah, exactly. But like I, one threes for two that do a thing are like my favorite creatures in Magic. Mm -hmm. I, I love I love the one three body. Um, it just terrifies me because I never want to block with them. Yeah, because oh, that's you block true. you block a two two and it's like ha ha one theory. damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody plays that in constructed. Yeah, right. But it's... maybe this guy saves you a bunch of damage from like Ragavan. Yeah, or or, yeah. or uh, I don't know one of, one of the little guys. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. It's 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 so tough seeing him and then seeing your opponent play like Scrap Heap Scavenger or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, and you're just, just like being sad. Oh. But that being said, this guy is a pretty is a super real card. There's a reason he's in Modern Storm. Yep, so, uh, and he's and also a huge dick. Yeah, yeah. In the lore, he's <laughs> he's, he's just a he's, yeah. He's a straight up villain. Yeah. He, well, he yeah he uh, yeah. Anyways, don't like uh, abuse Sahili <laughs> or no, not is yeah Sahili right or is it Chandra? I think it's Chandra, isn't it? I don't right. I don't remember Either anymore. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a dick. There are four cards that I'm looking at, or sorry, three cards that I'm trying to choose between for, for a two slot because I don't think this deck wants to be playing too many creatures. Okay. Uh, first one is Seeker of Insight. Sure. Um, it is a 1-3 Merfolk looter that can only activate its ability if you cast a non-creature spell this turn. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's still kind of like the thing, especially if you're throwing a cycling card into the bin. Yeah. Um, but it is, it does activate, it does, it does turn on, um, uh, Dreykhaven. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, that's true. The other one, Shadowstorm Vizier. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-3 for blue and black, uh, and it gets plus one, plus one whenever you cycle or discard a card. Um, the final one I'm trying to decide on is Vile Manifestation. Mm. It's an 0-4. For one in a black, Vile Manifestation gets plus one, plus O oh for each card with cycling in your graveyard. And it has cycling. I'm 100% on Team Vile Manifestation. I, I, think I think it's the correct one. This one... I think it's the correct one. He just gets bigger and bigger, and uh, four toughness is such a big deal. Absolutely. In, in the early game right now. Yeah, because so. this 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 blocks... The, or this doesn't die to a braid. Mm -hmm. It can block a lot of things. It dies to Glorybringers. Yeah. Fire Breath, basically, yeah. right? But who doesn't? <laughs> um... I think this is the correct choice. I, yep. 
I'm looking for an excuse to put in Shadow Storm Vizier because I think it's a rad card, but I don't think it's in any situation as good as this guy is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's this and I like are you I assume you're going to be running like Hollow One or something like that in here I or was, were you not? Hollow One I think wants to be in the new perspectives deck where okay. it can just get where, played for free essentially. Yeah, just get played for free where it's kind of like occupying the Narcomoeba. Okay, right. Role yeah. yeah. In that deck. Yeah. Um and yeah. And so like you're 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 essentially trying to to fire off on like seems like you you're this is a very evasive deck. Yeah. In a way. So like you're kinda of going in with like Drakes and your stifle birds and yeah, like I mean mm -hmm. there's there's definitely an argument for um the uh the Shadowstorm Vizier. Yeah. Like I I yeah, I, I think this is great, like especially mm -hmm. coming in on the air. Like I I mean we we talked about Drake Haven and stuff like that. I think it's a super, super cool card. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does die to incidental enchantment hate, mm -hmm. but Vile Manifestation at least gives you another way to, like, attack. Yep, he beats a lot of the board wipes, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I could, it, against my deck, I could Sweltering Suns your board and get rid of all the drakes, but this guy's still going to stay, and now there's potentially more creatures mm -hmm. with cycling, and this is even bigger and bigger. Like, yep. even in Limited, this guy has become, like, a... 4-4 four, four, or a 5-4 against yeah. me. So, um, yeah, I think Biomastification is a super good pick for it. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Mm -hmm. uh, other cards that I'm running, why I want to keep this as a two-color deck mm -hmm. instead of going into three for things like, you know, uh, uh, or going into Grixis colors for the uh, uh, Tortured... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Tormenting Voice? Tormenting Voice. Right, and, yeah. You know all the all the 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 cathartic reunion. Yeah, yeah, the loot effects in red, not loot effects. The rummage effects in red. Gyre Reach Sanitarium, <laughs> colorless land. Pay two. Both both players draw a card, then discard a card. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I think this is neat. It's, I don't it, know if it's good, but it is a non-interactable way for this card to or for this deck to pitch cards and yep. make drakes. And I mean, if your opponents played out their hand, now you're just getting rid of stuff off their top deck too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, this I've I've run this card in in a lot of the decks that mm -hmm. uh, I've I've played. So um, yeah, no, I love it. Mm -hmm. And like I'm, I don't know about this deck. I I want it to be good. I'm concerned that is actually just taking cards from two much better decks, mm. where there's probably a a, a, cycle, a pure cycling deck that wants to be running like hollow ones, and then probably also things like. Uh, prized amalgams and like this weird like dredge kind of yeah. strategy in in standard or uh, what nimble obstructionist probably wants to be in is in some kind of blue white flash deck that's playing like spell quellers spell queller and avison and um, probably things like oketra's monument yeah yeah maybe I mean I think the the the, the thing that we've sort of come to, uh, specifically when it comes to like our standard brews and stuff like here, mm -hmm. um, we're trying to give you something that uh, at least prime, like is like a primer. Yeah. Way, you know, like we could give you the, the, the hottest teamer energy list or we could give you the hottest, uh, you know, blue, red control strategy, but you've seen all these ones, yeah. right? So, I mean, take take both of these and be like, oh, I really like what's going on there mm -hmm. and uh, look at ways to improve. Or even in the, yeah. if you're if you're watching on YouTube, put it down in the comment section below, like, you know, this might yeah. be really helpful or, or whatever kind of yeah. thing. Don't like, be the kind of person though that's like, it's a it's a mistake to not be running this card in the X thing kind of thing, because yeah. that, that doesn't help, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like if if I wanted to win FNM, I'd I would play yeah. I would play these top three decks. That yeah. being said though, um, um like the, the, the best feeling I ever get at FNM is when I get a crowd of people sitting around my table watching my deck. Yeah, being because like, the, it's, Oh, you actually made that deck? That's sweet. Yeah, right? like, like it's something different, you know. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, either way, um, these are <laughs> these are two super fun decks that I, I love. Like I yeah. And cycling, I re- the cycling uh, synergy and whatnot in, in, in standard right now is so cool. Like, yeah, I love it. I, and I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to let a standard season go by where if it has support for madness and cycling and just like graveyard synergies, I'm, there's no way I'm letting that go by Get without making go. some kind of terrible brew yeah. that just gets its ass handed to, to mm-hmm. it time and time again. Because oh, those are just like some of my favorite mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I, I totally forgot to mention too... Um, for those of you guys who might be building on a budget, uh, my deck is a little bit expensive-ish, I would say, uh, specifically because, for the weirdest reason, Frank Sandy and our, well, our Devastation, notably so, but Frank Sandy is like one of the most expensive cards in our Devastation. Really? It's really weird. It's like, I think it's sitting at somewhere like five or six tickets or something like that per, which is like super weird. Not super expensive. Well, I, I know uh, Cam, Ilian, yeah. ATG is playing a similar deck. I don't know what his list is. But okay, yeah. He's had some success with it. So I know that this is like... Picking up steam. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd say probably the most expensive part, like I was saying, is Wandering Fumerals. I, like, I, I, I play exclusively through Mitgo now, but uh, like those guys cost you around like 12 ticks, I think. Really? Per. Wow, so, okay. Yeah, they're quite expensive. Um, that being said, uh, you, can, you can totally build this on a budget quite easily and stuff. Mm. It's not going to be as expensive as a lot of the top-tier decks and stuff. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it's... I'd say both of these are quite budget if yeah. you're looking to get into standard and have some fun. Um, I, I think mine's like 150 tickets in total, maybe. Yeah. If not, maybe it's gone down from there. But yeah. So, like I said, this deck is not together yet, but that's that's the uh, that's the conceit for it. <laughs> um, and the, like I agree, Vile Manifestation is the correct choice. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know if I have enough discard enablers, right? And that would be the that would be the justification for Seeker of Insight. Right. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see what happens and see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could always run, if you wanted to do like some sort of extra kind of thing, just run something that enables you to dis, like like the easier discard mechanics, like, you know, creatures or, or mm-hmm. stuff like that, like Blood Rage Brawler or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, that that's obviously not really what your deck is trying to do, but well, yeah. there, there are a lot of... Does pieces. Blood Rage Brawler block? It can, yeah. No, oh. it, it, it's just like it's it's a it's a four three vanilla yeah. that just makes you discard a card on playing it. So it's like it's still a pretty real card. I mean, yeah, like the 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 justification or the the argument for going into red is very strong because mm-hmm. you get to play things like, well, you know, tormenting voice and uh, cathartic reunion and um, uh, uh, bedlam reveler. Yeah, which would be awesome yeah. in this deck, yeah. right? Like Bedlam Reveler, I think would be really strong. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Black, I think I'll wind up playing things like Carrie Zev's ex- or not Carrie Zev's expertise, Yeheni's expertise, mm-hmm. which as kinda, a board wipe. Yeah, which kind of kills your own things and stuff. Yeah, just tough. But mm. I think you can go many ways with it. Is it yeah. like that was the thing? Although, like, sorry, sorry. Ahead. One last card in Black: mm-hmm. uh, Collective Brutality. Yes, which is just oh. It's such like, a good card. Like the big sloppy chef kiss for Collective like, Brutality. It is also potentially one of the most expensive cards in standard yeah, right now, so because beware. It's, yeah, it's a modern This goes stable. into like modern yeah. everything, loves this. But uh, but yeah, no, like I mean, there, there's a lot of, like my, my deck could have been mono blue, my deck could have been mono, or it could have been uh, blue black. Mm-hmm. Um, I think red is super strong right now. Yeah. Um, I also think there's probably a compelling argument to go into white with this list yeah. for things like cast out. Yeah. 
right? And it white has some really, really strong removal mm -hmm. right yeah. now. There's a lot of, yeah, I mean, making pe forcing people to decide between, uh, you know, disenchanting your your frank sanity or a cast out mm -hmm. to get like something one of their things back is uh, is a pretty big choice so. but like I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards either blue white or blue black just for the reason that that allows you to play the cycling duels yeah right yeah. like uh, irrigated farmland or uh, the black one is uh, fetid pools fetid yeah something like that yeah fetid something anyway yeah. it doesn't matter island swamp cycling for two mm -hmm. so yeah so those are our decks, and we've yeah. been going for about an hour and 15, so, so uh, I think it's a great time. Yeah, yeah, I think we can wrap it up here. So as always, this uh, podcast has been brought to you by you, our viewers, over at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Thank you for your direct support of this podcast uh, there. And by our very kind sponsors over at cardkingdom.com. Cardkingdom.com, uh, the shipping is faster than you could ever believe possible. So if you just go to cardkingdom.com slash LRR, and they will have all of your singles. If you live inside the United States, you can buy sealed product from them. You can also buy like board games mm. and accessories. And uh, yeah, their, their it, tokens are oh, so good. Yeah, take a look at the Card Kingdom tokens, man. Yeah, they, we, they, we, they've got some. They've got a couple of very talented artists on staff. Yeah, they're and really really sweet. If you don't get one of the talented artists, you get some people who have a very good sense of humor <laughs> as well. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. We've got, got friends who work there, and yeah, they, they make us silly things. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're a delightful group of people, and if you are in uh, Seattle, please go check out their brick-and-mortar stores. Oh, uh, man, I really want to go to Mox. Yeah. Like, it seems like it's such a cool place. I just want to drink and play magic cards, you know? Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> I actually, as a, as a, as a one-off story, uh, I used to actually uh, be friends with a guy who owned a bar in Edmonton. He was a really big magic uh, mm -hmm. fan. So uh, he would do like pre-release events yeah. at the bar. And... There, there was also a place in Calgary that did that. Oh, Twin really? Cities. Oh, yeah. Okay. That cool. was actually like one of the. That was the premier. Well, maybe not the premier event in Calgary, but it was like, you know, it was definitely the great one. You yeah. Went, you went was... to the pub on Sunday morning and you had brunch and. It was it was super small time. Like I think like maybe like ten or fifteen people would show up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it it was it was super fun to just be like, you guys want to play booze touch, and every time you know you take a point of damage, you have to take a drink or something <laughs> like that. It was it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. chill that. Right. But uh, yeah, carkingdom.com. Mm -hmm. They're they're great people. We wouldn't allow them to support us here if we didn't think that they were a you know a top tier establishment. Yeah. So. Thank you all, and uh, until next week, this has been Tap Tap Conceive. May your draws be awesome. May your brews be fresh. <laughs> <laughs>